Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I am your host. And this week I sat down with New York City comedian Lynette Palladino to talk about parenting and specifically parenting during the pandemic. Um, so we touch on a lot of topics involving parenting. We did do an episode a while ago um, on parenting as a millennial, uh, but I didn't mind touching on this subject again because in the last episode, the kid was uh, much younger, much less of a personality. So on this one, um, we talked with Lynette about you know how her kid acts and how Lynette thinks about going about her day-to-day interactions with her kid and what she should be doing as a parent. So um, if you're thinking about having kids or you have kids or you know you know someone with kids, I think this episode is incredibly interesting and you're going to enjoy it a lot. Um, you can follow her at Lynette underscore Palladino on Instagram um, and then come see her shows in the West Village of New York City, Greenwich Village um, at the Grizzly Pear Comedy Club. Um, and as always, find me at Corey T Comedy on all social media and come see me do shows at the Three Monkeys in Midtown Manhattan right next to The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Um, those are always great shows. So come on out and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Poor fucking Roomba has like <laughs> there's so much dog hair in this apartment and it couldn't handle any of it. It would just like it would come out from behind the corner and then it would just immediately get full and then break on the middle of the floor because That's... it couldn't handle all the dog hair. It is the cheapest Roomba ever. Oh, but okay, I was, just I was like, about to ask him like, aren't those things like eight hundred dollars? No, like... no, no, no. It was like a two hundred dollar one that like. We got my stepmom, but then it couldn't handle her dog's hair, so she just gave it to me because she was like, "Well, you don't have a dog," and now like, but with the with all the dog hair currently coating everything that I'm still trying to clean off, um, it gets like stuck in the rug. I picture like the Roomba comes out from its little station and sees all the dog hair like the soldiers at the beach of Normandy just like <laughs> trying to storm the beach and going, Oh shit. <laughs> this is That's not what I signed up for. What kind of fucking dog is this? <laughs> it was a yellow lab. It was oh. like a big old hairy like right. it looked curly. Like it didn't look like like that needle straight hair that yellow labs have. Um, you know? <laughs> I like who knows I guess I guess maybe it's time for new microphone covers but no uh, <laughs> no 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 it's all good I would have been concerned if it was a cat because I'm super allergic oh to cats. no 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 I've never had a cat in the apartment so if you're allergic to something here it's something else it's no, probably it's me good. But, there's some pe- cat people like I can't even be around them. I know that's like I don't know do you have pets I do I've 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 Sadly, I'm down to one dog oh. for like the better part of eight years. I had three dogs. Oh, wow. And then um, that's a lot of hair unless they're all like the non allergenic. Yeah. One is a golden doodle. So she doesn't shed at all because okay. she's half poodle. Um, the bulldog was the worst. My Australian shepherd was kind of like, meh, whatever. But we were also pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty rigid about getting them groomed. 
Oh, good. Like, and which getting three dogs groomed every month is wildly expensive. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that or buy a new vacuum every freaking year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that is uh, that is the part because like, I don't know about where where did you grow up? Because I, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm used to like bigger house, big backyard, a <laughs> lot of animals running around. And then like New York is so the opposite of it where it's like. I mean, even having a dog in my apartment was a little too much. You're like walking over each other and stuff, you know? No, yeah, I grew up in Jersey, so like a classic New York City suburb. Um, although I grew up in like a doll's house. It was a very small Cape Cod house. <laughs> okay. Like it, it's like if you saw it now, you'd be like, that's like a single man home, right? <laughs> like you didn't have a whole family there. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> we sure yep. did. It's wild. Uh, no, yeah, but we did have a big backyard. So my Australian Shepherd um, was like the family dog. That was my mm. dad's dog. And then we took it after he died. Um, and she was out of her mind, as Australian okay. Shepherds tend to be. Yeah. <laughs> Herding dogs are nuts. Yeah, people, like, <laughs> I laugh every time someone goes and gets a Shepherd. I'm like, first of all, not in New York City. Mm-mm. Secondly, do you like yappy dogs? Because the, yeah. they're fine. You and I right now are sitting and this is the way they're happy. Yep. The minute one of you gets up, yep. they're like, no, 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 you sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. We are their sheep. Yeah. And it's like, they can't handle us like leaving or moving or anything like that. And we had like, they're also very protective. Like we had a yeah. herding dog for like a little while growing up. And even like my friends as a kid, they would come over and she would just like freak the fuck out because she was like trying to protect us. We ended up having to give her away to someone who lived on a farm, yeah. which like probably better for the dog and us. But right. man, it was that was an early lesson. And uh, not all dogs are built for all situations. Well, that dog was like, an, uh, so that dog's name was Choppa. Um, Choppa. Choppa, <laughs> which is the, the people are like, that's a it's an interesting name. I'm like, yeah, I named it after my Greek best friend. which is so we had a family dog for like 17 years like she was this little like fox looking thing and she died and then four days later my dad went and got a dog without me like i was was like 19 20 and then he's like yeah but you can name her i'm like that's not the same like you literally just picked out a dog without doing any research like he went to the pound he saw this dog it said australian shepherd mix yeah which is for normal people a red flag Mm -hmm. like normal people would have been like i should go home and google that not my my dad's a pothead (laughs) or was a pothead (laughs) he didn't google shit and that that dog was out of her mind like until Maybe until like eight or nine when she finally started to mellow out because of old age. Okay. So now that's the dog that you have now. No, she died. Um, we've had two bulldogs who have died. All my dogs are rescues, the bulldogs especially. Like the one bulldog we got at six, we got like two and a half years out of him. Another bulldog we got at three, we got five years out of him. And now we have my poor golden doodle who you, who we got today. Ooh. Eight years ago today, oh, okay. it's her. It's her rescue day, her gotcha day, um, and she. I can tell she's like weird. She's. This is the first time she's been an only dog. Oh. Yeah, and I. I feel like she's like I don't have any buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, she just seems so sad. 
but my husband is very adamant like when she dies we're done (laughs) what out of dogs we have no more shelves left to put dogs on like the dead dogs are taking up space it's literally just a picture frame issue (laughs) shelving issue it's it's i opened one like and i was like who is this and i was like lucky (laughs) like i didn't know which dead dog it was yeah it's bad like it's you know it was weird about that too so lucky was like my my five to 90 or 20 year old dog and um <laughs> and her she was by far the smallest of the dogs we've had mm-hmm. but her ashes were the most and i was like did my dad like fucking cheap out and not pay for the separate ashes <laughs> Do you, you know what i'm talking about yeah, there's like nine dogs in that <laughs> yeah. face yeah i'm like who is this is this fucking lucky and, and spot <laughs> i I guess that's a probably a much cheaper way to do it. So messed up. It sounds very Russian. Just like throw everyone in the mass grave and then like give everyone a piece of it. Right. Oh, oh it's so, so sad. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's one. Of, what's the weird thing that I've realized with dogs as I've gotten older is that like my because I was I was back home for Thanksgiving and uh, there's pictures of our old dogs. And they're all so much smaller than I remember them being. Yeah. Like, I pictured, like, because as a kid, we had a dog when I turned, like, 10. And granted, I was still a large kid. Like, I was still, like, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> I was still very tall for a 10-year-old. But I was still, like, this 50-pound dog felt big to me. And now, like, I'll look at photos or I'll go to my friend's house. And they've got, like, a 60-pound dog. And I'm like, that thing is tiny. Like, this does not just match up in my head. And so I had that exact same thing. I saw a photo, and I was like, who is that little dog? Oh, that's that's Chai. That's okay. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, you grew up in the Midwest? Yeah. Like, where Midwest? Michigan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's fun. It's a nice place. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. West Michigan's got a lot of beaches, a lot of forest, a lot of, uh, it's very nature you know. Um, Is that a way of saying like as far away from Detroit as possible? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I actually, so my, my mom lived in a suburb of Detroit for like five years. So I was there every weekend for like a long time. So I actually like Detroit. um, And like, I think Detroit's biggest issue is it's branding. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like there's a lot of nice parts of Detroit, but like, you know, when movies are coming out called Detroit and they're rated R and they're like and everybody knows like yeah, yeah i'm not taking the kids to see a movie called detroit that's gonna scar them that's like hilarious. it kind of overrides anything that's actually going on there um but that's how i feel about hoboken because i grew up yeah. between hoboken and and uh bergen county new jersey and so people are like oh hoboken's i'm I've been drunk there. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you were drunk in rich, gentrified Hoboken. I yeah. grew up in Hoboken, like one step removed from on the waterfront. Like, that's, is that worse? That's like, on the waterfront is the movie where like Marlon Brando's like, I could have been a contender. Oh, I got you. I thought you meant literally on the waterfront. I was like, how no. is the waterfront not the expensive property? No, <laughs> there was no waterfront. Gotcha. Like all of that was built in. The 2000s, like all, all everything along, like 
it had quite the renaissance. <laughs> it was Hoboken was ghetto. Like one yeah. of the high school teachers was shot. Wow. And, yeah, and I don't mean like school shooter shot. Like I'm gonna kill everyone. No, like no. Yeah, like old school shot. Yeah, this was one kid, one teacher. Like I'm gonna bust the cap in his ass. <laughs> and then he did. He fucking did. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be intense. It's funny you bring up Hoboken because. I visited the city when I was like 10 and I had a cousin that lived in Hoboken and we went over for like the day and he took us to this like terrible looking diner. Like I just remember Hoboken being like, Oh, is it the Malibu diner? I have no idea. There's only one diner in Hoboken. It very well might've been. And the whole thing looks so run down. And I was like, my God, Jersey, I get where everything's coming from. And then he like pulls up in the car and it's like, I mean, it's like 11 a.m. or noon, and he just looks at the diner and he goes, man, I've never seen this place in the daylight. <laughs> you guys want to go somewhere else? <laughs> we were like, I don't know, man, this is your city. Take us wherever. And then, like, as soon as I moved here, I went over to Hoboken. I was like, this is nice. Was my, like, memory kind of no, fucked up? No, it was up? accurate. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to validate my feeling as a kid there. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, it was still, it was still transitioning at that time. <laughs> That's, it's, that diner is... Hey. We're all growing as people. Yeah. <laughs> Hoboken, you, me, everybody. <laughs> that city, man. I can't. I It like makes me chuckle because, you know, from time to time I'll do a show in Jersey City or Hoboken. I'll be mm. like, are you guys from here? And they'll be like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> like, you're not from here. You don't even know the name of the hospital. They're like, it's Hoboken Medical. I'm like, no, it's not. It's St. Mary's. I was born there, you little shit. <laughs> oh, man. That is, so where do you live now? Which neighborhood? Uh, Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center. Okay. Nice. Upper West Side. That's a, a bit of an upgrade from where you grew up. <laughs> yeah. I went to college there. So I went to Fordham Lincoln Center. Okay. Um, and it's kind of crazy because last night I was talking to people who kind of, they just haven't really left their adolescent neighborhoods, like where yeah. they came of age. Like uh, there's a guy who plays saxophone at the, the olive tree above the comedy mm-hmm. cellar. And he's like, oh, I went to the new school and he still lives in the East Village. Wow. And I was like, oh. I went to Lincoln Center and I still live at Lincoln Center. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just pick your spots. But yeah, I mean, you've you've got a lot going on. Like you're one of the only comedians that I know that legitimately has like a family on the side. Like, <laughs> like my side family. Wait, I was going to say, is the family the side thing or is comedy the side thing? Because you do a lot of comedy. So like that's what I was hoping to talk to you about in this podcast. It's just like. How do you balance that, especially given like during the pandemic, like all I hear on these podcasts is like, oh, my God, everything is so hard for parents like they're the kids are at home, like all this other stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if your kid was in school or anything yet, but like, yeah, she, so she I mean, her activities ended, uh, which was a real bummer, like, <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like, well... Because now you're the actor. Exactly. 100%. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> and people were doing stuff out in the park with them or even like for a little while we did stuff on Zoom. Like she used to go to this baby gym class every day, Monday mm. through Friday, every day. And then they switched to Zoom and you would have to do the workouts with them and I would be sweating. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. This is... Like, I haven't crawled in years. No. And I was so relieved when my kid would only really pay attention when she was doing a song or story time. Like she would watch this woman read a book on TV and this. then you go, oh, this is why those like unboxing videos are so popular. <laughs> like, Oh, wow. That is really... I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I mean, like my kid 
kid was, uh, what, 20 months when the, the pandemic really started. And then like 22 months when we went to a lockdown. She's a, a May 2018 baby. And so it was, it was, it sucked because I was a very anti-screen mom. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't watch movies. We didn't watch cartoons. Wow. Like if you ask my kid now, what, like she, she has no real concept of Mickey Mouse or Sesame Place. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. I don't even... <laughs> if I can wow. Ju- yeah, believe me now. <laughs> I classed it up. I'm like, it's Sesame Place. They live on a cul-de-sac now. <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street was on the East Village. Sesame Place is in the Upper West Side. Yeah. <laughs> My- it's a private neighborhood. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. So like, but then because of the pandemic and everything switching to screens, you're like, well, shit. Okay. Like if I want her to be able to do anything and see other little people, yeah. like she has to, like, I have to do this. Um, so that was, that was rough. Like in the beginning, I've, I've never had so many picnics. It was like living in a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> Like, oh no! We spent Easter like picnicking in Central Park, and I, I, I hid some eggs for her. These like styrofoam eggs that I found, and then I felt bad because she she was she's totally turning into one of those only children that's only around adults. Mm. Like she, she says like wildly inappropriate things. <laughs> like you're... she's talking about taxes. Like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? No, she's not that bad. <laughs> but you could just tell by the way she communicates that that's not normal. That's not how kids speak. Uh, okay. Like <laughs> she's speaking the Queen's English. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't, and it's I'm not helpful, right? Like so, like the movies I let her watch. I'll let her watch musicals because mm. uh, I'm really into like Montessori. Uh, the Montessori philosophy. Sure. So Montessori for 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 the listeners out there, yeah. uh, they don't recommend introducing fantasy until the kids like five or six when they can really hmm. when they have a a firm grasp of what is real and what is not real. That's interesting. And it for me it resonated because I very distinctly remember being three and watching like the Smurfs on TV and thinking like. Because I'm just not lucky enough to meet a Smurf. <laughs> like, like my, I was so insecure as a three-year-old. I was like, I'm not special enough. <laughs> yeah, life is long, but it's just never going to happen for yeah. me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was like, I see other real things on TV. Why, of course, why aren't Smurfs real? Like, Sure. That, that was my... <laughs> it took me a while, like a minute to be like, ah, oh, that's not a fucking thing. <laughs> like, that is a really interesting way to like think about so like i went to a montessori school for like six months in first grade before we moved Mm -hmm. and it was like um i remember liking it but i don't really remember anything about the philosophy really what i remember is like you learn at your quote-unquote own pace and then when we moved and i went to another school i was so far behind everybody else that they almost held me back like it was like a in first grade it was like a real decision like should we hold him back or not because the kids at my new school were so much further ahead and i just went like public school to public school it wasn't yeah i didn't go to some fancy private school or anything but um i don't know i like what is sort of the what is more the philosophy of the montessori stuff and does that tie into like why you didn't want her on screens is it the same sort of thing so yeah so like montessori um like i guess now as it would be interpreted it's definitely not we're not we're the more granola parents like Mm. um 
I don't have a lot of plastic toys in my house. I, I have to send out a reminder every Christmas. She like, gets a rock and a stick. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, no plastic, nothing that makes noise, lights up. Because the idea is that, like, kids should be... There's so much in the world that's already interesting. You don't need to create these sensory overload experiences for them. Like, just fucking go out and be in nature. Or, here, play with this fancy wood block I bought you. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what it is. And so there's, with, you know, the Montessori stuff, there's sense there's lessons and there's these periods of deep thought where like kids are great at learning you know about smells or or different shapes and objects or they're more mathematically inclined by literally just stacking blocks like counting beads maybe that's something you remember from your no (laughs) i don't think i was counting beads my mom was kind of in the same like she didn't like us on a ton of screens either but I mostly, I just remember like staring at walls. Like, <laughs> that might have been you. Drawing pictures. That's, that's I don't you, know. That's you, not a Montessori thing. <laughs> it's funny. It's so like I, now she's not in, um, she's not in that preschool anymore. Um, anyway, t- t- so she, with the pandemic, like our, my screen policy kind of went out the window. Um, not that I'm like. I had to. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're watching TV 24 hours a day, but. Uh, because of the Montessori and because I won't let her watch too many cartoons, we would watch a lot of musicals. <laughs> <laughs> and so her musicals, like, like we watched uh, Hello, Dolly. I've, we've seen it about a hundred times. And sure. she's like, it's Mr. Vandergelders. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, Sleepy Hollow has that big pumpkin blaze thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, Mary, we're going to Yonkers. <laughs> she's like, and so she like she has this very real vision of like where's the train (laughs) it's it's hilarious that's that's how i'm screwing her up in terms of like not she's not really a a three-year-old per se but she's also very sweet about it like because she sees herself as an adult and so with like little people like we went to a friend's house over thanksgiving and they have a two-year-old which obviously in our world is like oh you guys are the same right. in her world that's a lifetime apart it's like huge. she yeah that's 33 percent of her life difference yeah exactly <laughs> so she's just like oh are you are you okay do you need help and her teachers like during parent teacher conferences will tell me they're like oh like you know she's like our little helper you know she tells people you know you're not sitting on your circle or you know you're not listening and i was like oh so she's an asshole she's a narc <laughs> yeah. that's what she is it's like i don't i what i hear is like you're telling me my kids that that kid <laughs> like yeah like fucking reminding the teacher to collect the homework yeah like oh just play cool guys mary's here <laughs> <laughs> you know what though like she's going to kill it as an adult because like in the working world, like those are the ones that succeed. Like those are the people that just like, there's this guy that I work with now. He's like, he's my age, but he comes off as like way older. He's really high up in the company. And it's just like, oh, he literally just does whatever is needed of him. He doesn't say anything else. Like he's very quiet. He just does whatever leadership says. And He's like killing it. He's making double as much money as I am. Yeah. And we're the exact same age. He's got like a little bit more education, but nothing that significant. Yeah, nothing to warrant hot and, and I was like, why can't I be that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I hated that person. That's, that's why I can't be that. I, I'm with you. I mean, I don't have that kind of personality. That's like, 
I, I I'm very obedient because I've been in the army so long. So sure. like I can like just shut up and listen. Like that's that's easy for me. But in privacy, I'll be like, fuck that, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that also sounds very military to me. Like of the people that I know in the military, it's all like bitching afterwards. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Which. Yeah. Working construction's about the same thing. Like, you kind of have to do what the person in charge does, but then afterwards you talk to everyone else about how much of a fucking asshole they Yeah, guy exactly. You're like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> yeah. It's, Once it's done in two days, it's a week-long job. Jesus Christ. <laughs> every like, leadership book, lecture, talk I've ever heard is like, if you want to be a good leader, like, don't gossip. I'm like, then I don't know what to t- say like yeah <laughs> like you know what i mean they're like gossiping is the worst thing to do as a leader i'm like well i'm gonna talk some shit okay yeah. <laughs> I'm like, i guess i'm not a good leader i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah i think there's a point where you like a little bit of gossip could be endearing like yeah. if the people under you are kind of feeling like oh he's got my back like he's gonna tell me the important stuff like he could be fun i like him um but like if you gossip too much and I've actually accidentally done this when I've like managed other people is like gossip too much like the people under you have no power so they just get disheartened disenfranchised by the entire situation and stop working yeah. because you bitch too much and it's like oh shit oh no I did that to them that's my bad no yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I am I am at least careful about not doing it in front of what we would call like mixed company in the in the army like you wouldn't do it in between ranks like I yeah. would only do it with people of the same rank as me yes um and it's always like you know you you punch up not down right so like you're like oh the commander (laughs) (laughs) always a little risky going to someone above you and then start starting to bitch about that and you're like okay what are they gonna think and then sometimes it goes poorly um how do you treat that with like with your daughter around like being uh like doing comedy I mean, you're hanging out with like some of the worst people that I've ever met on a night to night basis. Like, do you really do like a total separation of church and state and like how you act around her and your family? Like, how do you navigate? No, that? I don't. Which is a, it's also a problem. Like, I am equally <laughs> as sarcastic with her as I am with like you like and it's you sound like my dad who's incredibly sarcastic it's so bad because i'll say stuff to her and i feel like she's already tuning me out you know what i mean like (laughs) like a three-year-old three years old she's like oh fuck this bitch again like i can i can sense it (laughs) like like sometimes I'll, I'll leave for the night to go do shows and I like, obviously I'm not there to tuck her in and say good night, but, uh, she won't want to like hug me and kiss me good night. Like she fucking hates me. Mm. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, bye. Hope I don't die tonight. Like <laughs> I have said this to her more than once. And every time I say it, I feel bad. I'm like, yeah, it's, that you fuck up kids <laughs> uh, and i still say it <laughs> or she'll have a really good sense of humor i don't know yeah i say it because it makes my au pair laugh like so i have a it's not a nanny but i have an au pair so if she does live with us she's this 20 now she's 21 21 year old girl from italy mm. um so in exchange for like living with us we get child care from her oh wow that's uh, a really good deal 
for her yeah well yeah <laughs> i mean do you know what it costs to have an extra bedroom in new york city yeah that actually yeah it's like another eight thousand in rent i assume yeah i don't know <laughs> exactly like people are like oh you have an au pair i'm like i can't do comedy without one i can't even be in yeah. the army without one. Like, Oh wow okay you know what i mean like nobody's I'm not going to be able to call up like, uh, you know, fucking Becky babysitter and be like, hey, can you work from 8 to 2 a.m. tonight? Like, sure. No, there's no yeah, one. On a Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday. They're like, what? What are you talking about? So you need like you need a, a built in child care. Um, but so like I say a lot of jokes around my kid for mostly for the benefit of my au pair. Uh, and then I'm like, uh that's wrong <laughs> you, just, you just go uh, well all right my biggest frustration right now is actually a lot of people uh, will tell me how funny she is and I'm like no mm, I'm the funny exactly one. <laughs> I'm like, I will not compete with my daughter for stage time <laughs> are you are you kidding me I gotta no. show later does your daughter want to type five yeah. like I'll, I'll give her stage time <laughs> and she throws jokes out there and it bothers me so like I'm so proud of her but I'm also like fuck that's funny <laughs> like, yeah like, no like, I, I would be proud right because uh like what do they say like uh 95 percent of personalities genetic so there you go you already did the work I mean I guess but also you're like that's this is this could go one of two ways like she's either going to be like a a popular kid or she's going to be like a fuck up who <laughs> 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 just makes jokes to get through through life yeah like she said a joke the other day um like so we speak in Italian to her my au pair is Italian she's been hearing au pair eight hours a day every day of her life since she was six months she understands it but she refuses to answer in it. Even for words I know she knows. Answer in Italian. Yes. And so I was like, come on, Mary, say, say strawberry in Italian. I was like, come on, strawberry, strawberry. And she was like, strawberry. <laughs> she just, <laughs> she said fucking strawberry. You just like, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. She said it with an Italian accent and her timing was so good. So like my au pair and I were fucking bawling <laughs> i'm like i'm so screwed like i'm so uh, yeah a, but you laughing is what she wants right totally, like but say she it's, gets a, it's it. just like she's already learned. she knows she can get you to laugh if if it's funny enough she already knows that at three years old like i can say things that will make them laugh and that's endearing yeah. like mm. i when i say do i i love you to her she says no <laughs> like, like, and sometimes it hurts and sometimes i'm like she's kidding does right she, <laughs> like i think she's does she kidding. ever elaborate on why she said no oh sure she does yeah oh wow I, I talk about this on stage i'm like i say i love you and now she's older and she puts more sophisticated sentences together and she's like no i love dada it's so mean. It's like, not mutually exclusive, Mary. <laughs> yeah. No, I sell, I, that's what I see to her. I'm like, it's not one or the other. You can love both of us. <laughs> and when I'm really like annoyed with her, I'm like, I just want you to know he's going to die first. <laughs> like, oh, no. See, that's what's going to fuck her up. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so old. Oh, he's so man. old. <laughs> yeah. I want to get to that. Um in a second but the i'm having trouble picturing and i've never met your daughter but i'm having picture i'm having trouble picturing this like complete rule follower who's also a bit of a sarcastic dick it is <laughs> <It's just> like 
it, not in looks, but in personality, she is my mini me. There, there's a horrific part about parenting where you think you can avoid all of your like neuroses. You're like, I'm not gonna make her neurotic, mm. and then you're like, oh, it's genetic. <laughs> like my oh no, <laughs> it's so true. Like she, so I have all these little animal figurines and they're, they're schlike animals. Um, it's about the only plastic in my house, but these animals are insanely realistic. Like the male giraffe has a penis. <laughs> the female giraffe has udders. <laughs> like I didn't know female she giraffes had udders. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm picturing she goes to school trying to convince the teacher that giraffes actually have five legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're all learning. Yeah, right. (laughs) But but she she will line up all of her animals. And if you move one, she goes, no, 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 no. That that's that's not where that goes, and she 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 freaks out. The OCD is there, and I'm like, oh, that's me. (laughs) You know what's nuts is I used to do that with like animal beanie babies, but Mm -hmm. I would like line them up on based on uh, my perceived ability for them in a game of football (laughs) (laughs) like that's how i would line them up and if anyone changed it i'd get really mad because like no 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 no. the tiger is obviously ahead of the elephant or whatever the fuck was going on that's really funny i i completely forgot that i did that until you just said she does that it's like so it's not like i don't think i mean i'm trying to like recall when i was a kid i'm like yeah i I did weird stuff like that and i didn't don't like like you she's super bossy right (laughs) like like when we have friends over for dinner like she tells them where to sit and she's like no no you can't sit there and i've seen other kids do that because like they play favorites or whatever but then there's other things where you're like ah shit (laughs) you're just you're like ah that's well that's what it is you're you're just ocd uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you could also see like um like I have texture issues. Like texture issues. Yeah. Like touch or yeah. like taste. T- both. Okay. So and I I see her do that and I'm like, <sighs> like it's just no avoiding it. Well, I wasn't sure if I wanted kids, but now that you tell me they're just gonna <laughs> end up like me, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> I, yeah, you're like. Uh. And the, the thing is, it, I think too as a parent, if you're OCD and then you see your kid being OCD. It's very hard to fight the internal urge. Like, I know the good thing is to correct them, but at the same time, I'm like, she's making good choices. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, that would be such an interesting balance to not like emotionally react to your kid. So I'd like, okay. So I have a 14 year old brother or 13, 13 year old brother. <laughs> Um, Sorry, bro. When it's, if you're listening. When it's, I mean, it's he's not. But when it's like that much of a difference, I forget like exactly when. But when I was back for Thanksgiving, it was funny because my, uh, like, my my family was partaking in some stuff in the garage. Uh, ah, nice. Older aunts and uncles or whatever, and so my older brother, or not my older brother, uh, my younger brother, who's two years younger than me, told my much younger brother that it was hookah. Cause he didn't want to say like weeds, <laughs> weeds legal in Michigan, but like my younger, younger brother's weird about it. Cause his dad's weird about it. Um, and so my, the 14 year old was like telling my mom, Oh, they're smoking hookah in the garage. And my mom, for some reason, I couldn't figure out why she was doing this was like telling him 
it's not hookah and then getting into an argument with him about what it actually was and i actually stopped i was like mom <laughs> why why what are you, you gonna tell him what it is because if not just tell him it's hookah who gives a shit he's like what is going on uh, here and i was just like that was so and i as soon as i said it i could kind of see my mom like snap like yeah why am i fighting him <laughs> it's, it's just like that's such a but also like you every parent does it yeah. Like I've seen a lot of parents do that. And I was like, there must be something going on there where you just like spend so much time with this little person and they're so wrong all the time oh. that you're just kind of <laughs> like, I have to fight them. I have to like, when they tell, when your daughter says like, uh, no to, I love you. And you have to like retort to it. Like, yeah. what is the, what's, what is going through your head? Like, what is that? You know, I don't, I, I think about it a lot because you know, there's so much stuff that's out there about, you know, how we coddle too much and, I mean, I I was walking. This is going to make me sound like such a boomer. Was, I, <laughs> you're dating an 85 year old. Yeah, or you're married to an 85 year old, so it's you kind of count. 55. <laughs> sure. 55. All right, whatever. I get so sensitive. I'm like, like, look, it's not Anna Nicole Smith, okay? It's. <laughs> but it's not Woody Allen out here. It's yeah. it's acceptable. It's just uh, it's just twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I, I was walking in front of these two teenage girls and this one girl And they were hitting on your husband. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, take him. Uh, <laughs> they this one girl was stepping off of the curb and so she was like waiting to cross the street while well, in the street. And the other girl was like, No, don't and she was like, it's fine. There are no cars. And the girl was right. There were no cars. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, you're triggering me. And she said these oh, words no. out loud. And she's like, my anxiety. It's re like, she was like, you could hear her frustration. And I, there was a part of me that was like, oh, my God, we're so fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as a nation, we are so fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so the, then, like, I think back to my own childhood. Like, the, my dad... I think my dad played with me like once a month. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like maybe once a month he'd be like, hey, you want to play some chess? He never let me win. No. <laughs> like, mm -mm. No, I don't remember beating my dad at much either. So ever. that makes sense. <laughs> Literally never. He's like, ah, next time. Like, you know what I mean? Just, there was, I, I, there was no... What do you, what music do you want to listen to in the car? No, mm -hmm. I listened to the Almond Brothers and Leonard Skinner. It was whatever my dad wanted to listen to. Same thing with movies. We used to go to Blockbuster, which tells you how old I am. Every Sunday, <laughs> we would rent two movies. I would watch my dad's with his, and then I would be sent off to watch mine by myself. <laughs> like, uh, so, like, were the movies you were picking that bad? <laughs> so just like, I'm gonna watch this other one again. <laughs> I don't. I mean, kind of. They might have been like I was real. Like I went through a, a real Elizabeth Taylor phase for a while. <laughs> I'm sure, like he was tired of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. But it was there was just no the interaction, like the relationship between parent and child when I was a kid was so. <laughs> and again, this could have been my dad only. Like I grew up as an only child with my dad, just my dad. And it was, and he's an only child. And my dad's mom who lived two blocks from us is an only child. There's, we're not good at making people. <laughs> we're not, we're like 
<laughs> oh, one, we're done. <laughs> like, that's it. That's really crazy because, like, a hundred thousand years of evolution says you should be pretty good at it. I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> like you're here. <laughs> we're just, we're like, this is enough family for me. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, uh, because of that, I don't know. I'm just like, well, I think I turned out mostly okay. Like, I, I'm mostly, yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I also credit that to, like, the public school system I was in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my teachers helped. Sure. <laughs> For sure. But you just, it's so wildly, it's wild. Like, I don't think I know how to communicate with her because my parents didn't communicate with me at all. Mm. <laughs> so, and I think, I think of, like, okay, like, you know, we're we're good. Like, I try to... Like when she's sad, I'm like, oh, why are you sad? You know, I do those, the right things there. Yeah. But then I have my moments of like extreme sarcasm with her or, you know, if I know she's crying for no reason, I'm just like, well, if this is how you're going to be, I'm just going to go to the other room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is horrible. I don't know. I mean, like it depends on the kid, right? Like. I grew up super independent. Like, I didn't want help with anything. But if my dad told other people, for instance, like, oh, yeah, I don't help him with anything, it's kind of my fault because I would never, I never wanted him to help me with anything. So, like, you know, with your daughter, if she's like, you know, if she, I don't, I don't know how she acts. So I'm, I guess I'll pose that as a question. Like, how much of what you're doing is a reaction to her and how much is, uh, like, you know, I mean, I think there's a little bit of it that's like, why do I have to play with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody played with me. Fucking figure it out. Use your imagination. And now you know why people have multiple kids. So yeah, they oh can my entertain God. each other. Oh, 100. <laughs> you thought your dog wanted a friend. <laughs> oh, yes. I so I actually like I, I personally, Lynette Palladino believes that it is cruel to be an only child. Like I do. <laughs> I think it's so messed up. Uh, like I obviously for many people there's like a reason why they're only children but there's so many people who go into it like no we're one and done and mm. I'm like no <laughs> yeah like no and I think about it because I'm like you need you need that person who has that shared experience with you from zero to 18 that you like lock eyes with across the dinner table and you're like you see this shit this is this yeah. is fucked up right like right. you just need confirmation from someone else that is this is gonna be some therapy later <laughs> yeah yeah i i guess it's like it's also helpful to have just someone who's like similar to you that's your age right like yeah. i think i'm very similar to my dad but i'm also very similar to my younger brother so like my younger brother and i could team up on him when something's going wrong oh, for or sure like- <laughs> and you need that too you need like an advocate like that's a built-in advocate for you right. that's a it's it's there's so many benefits to me to having a sibling and i i cannot my husband and i were trying for like nine months then he had his heart attack and after the heart attack he's all like in his feelings and he doesn't want any more kids and mm. i was like okay well then we're gonna have to talk about this because <laughs> I'm young. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I can go find someone else tomorrow and start. Like, <laughs> what I, a threat for right after a heart attack. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound mean. <laughs> Sorry, didn't. No, you're good. I didn't want you to feel bad when I said it's that. It's accurate. It's not. You're not wrong, right? Like. But that's the thing, like get it up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's I can't. But that, that's that's I think that's another product of being an only child raised by a single dad. Like, we didn't. I didn't have feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I, 
<laughs> I came home from basic training uh, and the next day by a bizarre uh, accident, I broke my ankle. Okay. And I did like a like a combat s- somersault out of my f- front door because my I, my foot hit the flower bed and my ankle gave way and I tore all the ligaments and I broke Ooh. it. And so I'm sitting there on the front lawn and a neighbor happened to see this. And she opens my screen door and shouting up to my dad like, Rich, like uh, Lynette fell. Like, I, like I, she, my dad came down the stairs annoyed. Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> he yelled at me and said, you couldn't have done this yesterday? <laughs> like, while I was graduating from basic training. I like, think I know where your sense of sarcasm comes from. Yeah. And, like, at this point, like, swelling, like, when you tear ligaments, the swelling is instant. Like, my oh, ankle yeah. is already the size of a softball. And I'm looking at this guy like, oh, you think I did this on purpose just to fuck up your day? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like there's a, a part of me that remembers that as a kid, like I had to be dying on my deathbed, like in order to get any like medical care. <laughs> <laughs> like I once had a tooth in disintegrate, like in my mouth. Uh, I was eating a blimpy sandwich, which, or if you're unfamiliar with blimpy bread, is Hard. super soft. Very soft. Exactly. Like, and it disintegrated. Like, it just turned to sand in my mouth. Wow. And I looked in the mirror. I called my dad and I yelled at him. I was like, this is because I haven't been to a dentist in four years. <laughs> I had to walk around with this fucking, like, half shark tooth. Like, oh, no. <laughs> and I was, I was, like, 19 years old. I was like, can you please yeah. give a fuck? <laughs> like, make an right. effort. Right. So there's, like, a little bit of me that goes, ah, it wasn't that bad. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like, the fact that you're, like, thinking about this now, doesn't that, like, come into your mind when you are parenting her? Because you're like, okay, I got to, like, try not to, like, if I got to I gotta sometimes accept the little things, even if it is annoying. Totally. So have you ever heard of, like, stoicism philosophy? Mm-mm. Like, the stoics. Like, there's this whole, like, movement... Um, and it's kind of counter to like what we would interpret now as like like all of like the anxiety and being in your feelings and like mm-hmm. mental health awareness and so it's way more focused on like resiliency and just kind of being mm-hmm. like well actually this isn't that bad or like well yeah. if it, if this is what it is well then how can we just like learn to live with it and so the the stoic approach to to like if your kid is throwing a tantrum in the middle of a store and you're just like, oh God, please kill me. Your your stoic philosophy would be to imagine your life without your kid and then you're so sad, right? You're, <laughs> you're like, oh no. Or at least you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it depends how bad the tantrum is. Right. Like sometimes you might be happier. <laughs> so like when you're, you're angry and frustrated with your kid, you're supposed to like remember that like, or like think consider that like I like you know I hate him right now I would just want to shake him but I'm so happy I have him like that's that would be the stoic approach to yeah. it and so I have these moments where I <laughs> like I should spend more time with her I don't see her enough I should I should take like one less spot one less gig and and hang out with her more and then I am hanging out with her and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, and so I have to remember that stoic thing like, and, yeah. and that stupid adage like, oh, they grow up so fast because they do. They do. It's it's annoying, but they do. 
I think that's why people love being grandparents. Yeah. Like, that know, makes a lot of sense. You're like, yeah, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Like, now I have time to fuck around with you on the floor. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know, well, like, you want to play dragons for four hours? All right. Sure, why not? <laughs> as an adult, like, as the, the mom, you're like, no, we got, I got to fucking cook and clean and I have material to write. Like, there's just so many things that need to happen. Like, I can't play hide and seek with you, which she doesn't play well and disturbs me. <laughs> She's so maybe your listeners will write in. She's three and a half, and my my kid still thinks that if she covers her eyes, you can't see her. <laughs> She's like, well, if I can't see them, they can't yeah, see me. And at, like a dog. <laughs> yeah, and at three and a half, you're like, no, that's not how. When when are that when is that supposed to develop? Object I don't permanence. Know. Exactly. Object permanence yeah. is like nine months. That's that's a Montessori <laughs> thing. It's very young. You drop the ball in the box. The ball rolls out of the box and you're like, oh, it's still there. Yeah, right. There's the, the I couldn't see it for a minute, but it's still there. Yes. And so and so she's so bad at this game that you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Maybe like, she's just fucking with you. No, no, she's not. Because you're like, where is Mary? And she's like, here I am. I'm like, no, shut the. <laughs> you're like, shut the fuck up. That's not. It's it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you go ah. That's. I like so the Stoic philosophy, at least from what I'm gathering. Tell me if I heard this right. Is like it sounds like you're just kind of putting perspective into whatever the situation is constantly. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. That's why, like, and this is true, like in the army too. I remember the last time I was, the last time I was deployed was in um, 2016, 17. So I was in Iraq when oh, wow. during the election that that elected Trump, <laughs> and, yeah, right. and I was like, wow, well, that's. Did your mail-in ballot get stolen by the liberals? <laughs> I'm like, ah. so that uh, so that following International Women's Day, which is like I don't know, like March 8th or some shit yeah. like that. That was like the protest in D.C. Right? Yeah, that yeah, was the, the first pussy like pussy hats and, yeah. and all that stuff. And women were wearing red, and they were calling out of work to like fight the patriarchy. Yeah, and I was in Iraq, and Fuck I'm watching me. this like. Ladies, you already won the genetic lottery. Like you're you were born <laughs> in America during the 21st century. There's no better time to be alive and no better country to be born into. Like I will yeah, I'll I'll pro, I'll join your protest when we free all of the Yazidi women that were sexually enslaved by ISIS and watch their brothers and their dads Ooh. get beheaded. Yeah. You're like what are you you're upset cuz some orange monster won the election? <laughs> relax it's all relative it's you know, all relative right it's like uh, maybe this is a little bit off topic but i i find this so funny but um one of my one of my friends like grew up very wealthy and like i know his family they're nice people whatever um but like they have a lot of money and there's not like they don't have a lot of issues like his his dad works a ton but his mom is like a stay-at-home mom with kids that are out of college so yeah. like she really doesn't do too much and she went on a rant about how she never goes to this grocery store chain called Meyer in our hometown area because one time she had a coupon for a dollar 50 off dairy and they wouldn't honor it for 
like the type of cheese she had and she ranted about it for like 10 minutes and the entire time i was sitting there going this is the worst thing that's happened to you (laughs) in a long time like people are going to be as unhappy as they want to be yeah the only thing that changes is the scale of how severe it actually is and that's how you've got people that are like genuinely happy and have really bad lives because it's just their scale is so far shifted to the really bad side and then you got people that are super angry and their life is fucking awesome and it's just like so i think like what you were saying about the women's march i'm not saying i'm disparaging the women's march before anyone comes for me i think there's like (laughs) real world issues there but this isn't about politics it's the same sort of thing that like the way that you were thinking about that is like guys you have no idea how bad it could be 100 percent, exactly and like i was like deep in the throes of isis at that time so i was just like so over i'm like you guys need to shut the fuck up like i was over isis or the women who are you more annoyed the women well isis was i mean <laughs> that's true no isis good guys fuck those no women. no no no, no, no. no, no. I'm ISIS kidding. was kidding totally I'm kidding no i agree but like that's but that's just what it was like it was like even just from my own perspective i'm like you have no idea like the horrific shit that i have to read on the daily that's gonna fuck me up forever and you guys are upset yeah. because he once said grab him by the pussy like <laughs> just it's also a very comedian attitude towards it too it's just like yes. you just said something well that's like what- that's why you. I was like, as I was listening to your story, I'm thinking like, have you ever read um, the Inner Game of Tennis? Mm-mm. So the Inner Game of Tennis, it's like quoted by like all of these. Like Pete Carroll quotes it. Like it's a, mm. it's this book that wasn't intended to be about like self help, but it. Um, people walked away with it like it's more than just learning about tennis like it helped me as a person and so one of the quotes in the book is like if you're going to be a good tennis player you have to have a short memory because mm-hmm. if you're like so obs- I used to play tennis yeah so if you're so obsessed with like every every shot every stroke of yep. you're just you're going to drive yourself crazy and I I read that line and I was like that's the only way to get through comedy <laughs> oh yeah perfect <laughs> is the enemy of good yeah every time and so you're you're just like you're you're you can't function in as a comedian like you're so neurotic because you can be crushing it for six months you have one bad set where there's one person in the audience who doesn't love you and you're like what am i i am shit (laughs) my this is (laughs) it's funny you bring that up because i took a week and a half off to like go home and then came back and my next two shows were hot garbage and i was like should i quit oh my god this is the worst and thank god the next two shows were like amazing some of the best shows i've had in a while and i was like what was i doing back there yeah what, what was going on so like how do you but but but, but the stoic and and the, the inner game of tennis would tell you like you gotta remember that like remember the good like it's the about the resiliency yeah like you have to put like no i don't always bomb do i uh (laughs) (laughs) this is now an intervention into (laughs) lynette's comedy career no you're very good but thank you you are no you're very good on stage and it's like you have to remember that like if you do very well 95 percent of the time like a five percent Eh, right is pretty good like yeah. that's pretty good yeah for sure but so but there like i think your earliest question was like how do you manage it all and the question the answer is not well <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i'm not i rarely put my kid to bed i rarely give her a bath comedy happens at night those are all like nighttime activities yeah. and so you're just like 
all right, well, hope you don't remember this. <laughs> but at the same time, aren't you doing more stuff with her during the day? Like going to all those picnics that you brought up before. Cause like that, that with during... the reverse, yeah. like my mom worked all the time and like she was in sales. So she was traveling all around and like all, and I only saw her on weekends. So it was like, you know, the daytime was when I sat there and fucking stared at the wall. But then at night, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think kids are resilient. I think they, they just accept life as it is sometimes. I think they are too. But then there are moments where like she's being like extra clingy and I'm like, ah, like mm. I should spend. That's when I feel like I should spend more time with her. Like co- I have comedy at night. I have the army one week in a month. And then during the day I work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I work as a, a consultant during the day. So I, I juggle three jobs, including mothering her or not including mothering her and my husband who has a very demanding job um and is he travels two nights a week every every week Ooh. so two nights a week he's not home he's just not available for yeah. child care and Thank that's God like you have that out pair yeah exactly well that's that's what that's what one of the things that frustrates me and people are like oh like rich bitch i'm like no <laughs> like i just i wouldn't be able to do half the things i do if I didn't have extra childcare. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's just no way. And when my husband travels two nights a week, that's a good week. You know what I mean? Like there are weeks where he's gone the whole week and you're just like, cool. I love being a single mom. (laughs) This is, this is great. So how, like the philosophies that we've talked about, how do you try to instill that in Mary? Like, how do you instill that in your kid without like, because you can't really have a discussion like we just had with a three-year-old. We talk oh, about the inner shouldn't. game of tennis or whatever. But <laughs> right. it's like, you know, how do, how do you kind of, you know, put that sort of attitude towards them? Or is it all just you try to lead by example? You know, I don't, I, I don't even know that I'm doing a good job of those things. <laughs> I, like when the, the teachers, so we had our our, our second parent-teacher conference. So she started preschool last spring at a Montessori school. This year she's at a different school. She's at a bilingual Italian school. And when her teacher said she's like so great, she plays with all the kids, you know, she's a good little helper. There was the part of me that was like, oh, that's just personality, right? Like I think she's just like... She just has an an affable personality and gets along well with people. She has no issues being like a ham in front of adults, which I'm kind of like excited about. I'm like, oh, yeah. good. Like maybe she'll be like a theater kid like I was, <laughs> but actually have confidence. Why would you hope that for somebody? Well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. She has zero athletic ability. So. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> she's going to need some sort of yeah, art. <laughs> truly. People are like, she's three. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> she can't jump. <laughs> like, I'm like, you seen her object permanence? Garbage. <laughs> this is like, but, someone hands off the basketball and she doesn't realize it's yeah. gone. <laughs> like that baby gym class, like she at 17 months, she wasn't walking yet, and there were nine month olds oh, walking. Wow. Yeah, like I was like, oh, <laughs> like everything she did physically, she got in right under the wire right before. Like you would have been like, oh, it's time for early intervention. She mm. needs to see a physical therapist. Hey. She would do it like right at the last minute, and you're like, "Oh, you're just slow. You're just." I just maybe just a procrastinator. That's how I, I got through high school. I never <laughs> upset about this. Like I, I used to have jokes. I'm like, I don't give a shit. She ever walks. We'll get her a rascal scooter. We'll bedazzle it together. 
Like, That'd be so funny. What's wrong with your daughter? Nothing. She's never learned to. She yeah. was lazy. I don't yeah, know. Just, this is the life she wanted. Yeah. Also, she live with Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse. You don't have to worry about teen pregnancy. VR. Like nobody's true fucking that. the girl in the scooter. Like that's true. Know. Who knows? By by the time oh, no. she's seventeen, there might be other boys in scooters. That's, that's some good perspective that you got going on there. I, like, I could be wrong. They'll just like fucking low crawl to each other and oh, roll around. No. I don't know. It'd be such a slow process. I feel like you'd get home before they're able to do anything too terrible. <laughs> Hurry up. We only have four hours. Yeah. Get back in the chair. I can't. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So you, you like you. I'm I'm I I think that's probably the thing that I I I, I don't. I'm trying to instill confidence, but I'm not going to be like. Sure, I'm gonna spend three thousand dollars for you to learn ballet. No, no, that's not your thing. Right? Let's let's find your thing, and we'll we'll make it. We'll make you good at it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually think uh, I think that's a good place to end. We're about at an hour. This was super interesting because it's like it's always interesting to me having a younger brother. Like I have a little bit more of an adult perspective on little kids, but it, like obviously not a parent. Um, so this was all fascinating. So thank, <laughs> it, it is truly. So thank you for coming by to to talk about it. Is there anything that you want to plug or like anything that you uh, like any last thing that you wanted to say before we jumped off? Oh my god! If this was a show, I would be telling you all to pull out forever. <laughs> <laughs> but, Condoms are not that expensive. Oh no! But on it, pull out game works. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know if I'm ready to risk that. I, <laughs> You're you're right. I uh, I don't disagree with you, but it, my husband like it. So, you we were trying for a long time. We couldn't get pregnant before his heart attack, and then like yeah, we we, we still dabble in the in the. <laughs> we're still doing it since his heart attack. Sure. But he pulls out, and so far I'm like oh for fourteen. Oh, no. It's like not as in like fourteen attempts. I mean like months. Oh <laughs> like. Like, <laughs> so like fifteen attempts. Yeah, and then we'll get casually racist here. Like I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, and so like, I grew up thinking like, I ah, we're breeders. Like this, my uterus is a black hole. Nothing <laughs> shall escape. No, then his he's half Korean. So I'm thinking like, oh, these fucking ninja swimmers are evading capture. Like I'm, I'm never gonna catch one. <laughs> Like, oh man, I don't have anything to add to that <laughs> publicly. I don't know. I think I think children are great, but just wait till you're older and tired and have money. There, it's that not fun to do poor. Money. It's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What do you have to plug? What do you got going on? Um, you've got a bunch of shows down in the village. I yeah. I mean, you could just go to my website, LynettePelladino.com. My my whole calendar is there. I'm on the road a lot in the new year, like doing a lot of Philly or Pennsylvania, South Jersey gigs. Um, I'm in Miami this weekend. <laughs> if anyone's, if anyone's yeah. venturing to Miami. No, oh, I got listeners in all fifty states. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be in uh, Miami this weekend. Um, but that's yeah, that's it for me. Just I'm I'm. <laughs> In Instagram, it, what's uh and my Instagram is Lynette underscore Palladino. You have to spell Lynette like uh, uh your English was your second language in Spanish. <laughs> 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 so 
So it's L I. Mind of her father. Yeah. And then spell it. No, my father is my father is Italian. It was my mom is Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, L I N E T T E Paladino, uh P A double L A D I N O. I'm definitely the only one. Awesome. <laughs> the only one by far. Perfect. Um, um cool. Well follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And then I'll be doing a bunch of shows at Three Monkeys in Midtown Manhattan uh throughout christmas so if you're in the city for the holidays Sheba stop by and say hi what, the sheba speakeasy show yeah exactly uh we'll have to do another one of these soon thanks yes, for coming please. by would love to